Hi, my name is Rachel Ball and you're listening to the His and Hers podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the His and Hers Boxing Podcast. My name is Lee Costello and I'm joined by Neve Campbell. Hi everybody. And today on the show we have the wonderful Rachel Ball. You probably know her best for her fight uh, against Shannon Courtney um, back in August, I think. And then when she fought, it was in Eddie Hearn's backyard. Yeah, and we all say, you know, it sounds so scummy when you say it like that. Like she just landed and started ripping the head of Shannon. I had someone's garden, yeah. Yeah, it was in, <laughs> in Fight Camp, the Unreal Fight Camp, which was our introduction to boxing again after lockdown. So we talked to Rachel about her upcoming fight with uh-huh. Aussie Ebony Bridges on the 14th of November. For a world title, no less. WBA Bantamweight world title on a wicked uh, female, or like sort of all women's boxing card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, talked to her all about that and also juggling a full-time job as a care worker with yeah. being a pro boxer. Just just fighting for world titles on, as, as like a pastime. And then uh, <laughs> world titles by night and you know, into the end of the day job. That's dur- it. During the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone out there is saying that they don't have time to train because they're working full-time, uh, get off your lazy holes because Rachel can do it. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's, she's very, very inspiring and we hope that you enjoy the interview, which of course is brought to you by... Stamina Sports, our sponsor, that's stamina.sports. Check them out on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. And you go on our Instagram and stuff and you'll see the amazing... See how, see how good we look. Yeah, see how good we look. The gear. You see the amazing gear that they make. They'll kit out, they kit it out our boxing club and they can kit out your boxing club. Your business. Your businesses. Any sports club. Yeah, football team. You. <laughs> uh, your Gaelic team, whatever. Um, they, they get you the best sports gear. Uh, quarter zips, tracksuit bottoms, the whole thing. You High know. quality. So we, we don't just sound great, we look great. And Lee's without, worn it, Lee actually has worn it right now. Yeah, of course, so. I wear it all the time. And without uh, further ado, here's Rachel. Enjoy. How, how are you feeling about the, the upcoming fight then? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, I kind of can't believe I'm out so quickly, you know, as, you know, only being out in August and back out in November, That that's brilliant, really. And uh, of course, for a massive title, it's just really exciting. I can't wait. Did you envisage, like, when in the middle of lockdown, when everything was at its worst, um, you know, we didn't, we weren't even sure boxing would come back on. Did you think that by the end of this year, I'd be fighting for a world title? No, no way, definitely not. Um, you know, I remember my manager Errol saying, "Yeah, stay ready, stay ready." So I did, but I never anticipated all of this happening. No way. <laughs> I don't think anyone did really. So, no, it is. It's unreal. And are there any? I know you're probably really focused on obviously the November fight coming up, but are there any plans in the works for the Shannon rematch? I think so, yeah. I, I think it's something that a lot of people are kind of t- talking about and kind of demanding. So, um, and I think that's something that Matri and the Sky want to put on again. But as for when that will be, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think I think it's on the cards, if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, for, well, first things first, you know, world title to win. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just, Get that out of the way. <laughs> just the small matter yeah. that uh, the WBA yeah. world title. But uh, well, t- talk to us, first of all, about, about the Shannon Courtney fight. Um, so when did you hear that? Because you were saying that you had to, you were told to stay ready, stay ready. Um, yeah. When did you get the news that you'd be fighting Sean and Courtney, who's obviously a really big name, big social media name too? Like she's got a big following yeah. behind her. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think it was probably about it's about it's between six to eight weeks before the fight that I got the news. Really, it's a bit of a blur, really, because it was lockdown and time was a very funny thing at the time. You know, they're passing the time very weird. Um, so. 
yeah, I think it was about six to eight weeks before. So, I, you know, I felt like I had enough time in my camp, really. Um, the the major, like the main gyms weren't open, but eventually we got the boxing gyms back open, which was good. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was really happy to get the the announcement. I, I didn't know whether the fight would happen, to be honest. And and I don't think, I don't think if if COVID hasn't hadn't have happened, I don't think this fight would have happened this year, to be honest with you. So. It's, it's crazy really how things have worked out really it's kind of like a weird covid a weird blessing in disguise not actual covid but the situation it's a weird blessing in disguise in a way for well for yourself because like you said like you know you might not have had it otherwise yeah definitely it's you know a lot of domestic fighters you know brilliant things are happening for, for us you know there's people like Kane Baker who's in my stable uh Tom Sombrew was on last night you know we're, we're getting these big shots where we may not have if it wasn't for the fact that it's easy to get UK fighters now we know we need we need the UK fighters um because it's harder with all the flights and the quarantine and that so you know it's it's really given us a massive opportunity really mm-hmm. yeah uh, absolutely and uh so many of you you especially take the opportunity with both hands um Going into the Sean Courtney fight, I'm, I'm sure you won't mind us saying that you, you she was a big favourite. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Odds on favourite with the bookies. A lot of people thought, you know. Yeah, it's horrible was, to say anyone's like the underdog. Yeah, but um, that was the case. And you, and you just really took the fight to her. I mean, you were relentless. Uh, I, I, is that, was that always the game plan or, or did you sort of just find a new level on the night? Or is that just typical Rachel Ball? Is that what we, just, we should expect to see? I mean, to be honest, I think um, I wasn't my full relentless self, really. Usually I really tear it up in there. I think for whatever reason, there's probably several, you know, I hadn't fought since November, no crowds. I don't think I was as kind of full on aggressive as I usually am. So I'm, I'm looking forward to really hopefully next fight, really showing what I can do, really. And, you know, the, the aggressive and strong nature that I know I can do. I think there's still definitely more of me that people need to see. Can, can I ask as well, Rachel, like, and obviously boxers, you have to go in thinking that you're going to win, but because yeah. you were sort of like seen as an underdog just because of the following Shannon has, and she's like, you know, the golden girl of matchroom. Like, did you think, did you go, did you go in thinking I am going to prove everyone wrong? Or did you have any doubt in your mind? You know what I mean? Like whenever you were going on, like what were your thoughts going into the ring on the night? I was, you know, 100% sure that I would win, but it's getting the decision away from home. It, it's mm. not always that easy and that straightforward, is it? Um, so, yeah, I was confident that I'd do the job, 100%. There was no question. It wasn't like... Um, I know, obviously, I, I reacted really happy afterwards, and I don't know whether people thought that maybe that was, like, a, a shocked reaction, but for me, it was just, like, I got the decision, you know. I, I fought away from home before, and it is really hard, you know, so just to, to get that decision away from home really does mean everything, really. And uh, But, yeah, I did feel confident that I would do it, yeah. Did you get talking to Shannon afterwards or have you been talking to her since? Um, when I saw her, I went into a change of room afterwards, gave her a hug and said, you know, it's a good fight. But um, her words were really um, that she wanted the rematch. And I said, OK. Um, I didn't really want to upset her. Obviously, she's just taken the first loss. I knew that yeah. she'd be you know so I wasn't going to stand there arguing or anything like that so but yeah that that's that's all that I've spoken to her to be honest I haven't spoken to her any 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 further to be honest 
yeah because we were obviously watching it on the night and she stormed off and I, I'm just a big person for manners I was like the lady's like I don't like that I don't like the way Sean Hatton just <laughs> her. Wouldn't, even, wouldn't even do the interview or talk to Rachel Lomachenko did it last night oh yeah well <laughs> don't like it I'm, I'm all about manners <laughs> I mean, you've got to be gracious in defeat and gracious when you win, haven't you? And, um, and you know, people only respect you for when you are gracious and, and you accept you, your defeats. Um, even if you, you don't think it was right or whatever, you know, it's just about having having that respect and just, you know, just leaving it until you get back in the changing rooms if you need to have a, a cry or a rant or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It's about composure, isn't it? No, absolutely. And, then, and just, just what you were saying on, like, getting the away decision and being worried about the judges and stuff. You didn't perhaps see uh, Terry O'Connor last night. It's, it's gone a bit viral. The, I've heard and I've seen the pictures, yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. So his decisions are a little bit wayward the best of times. Yeah. Least. I'm actually being really polite. I don't know why. Oh, well, he really doesn't like I, <laughs> Um, But the photos of him clearly on his phone in the middle of the fight. And, yeah. like, and you know, that this is a, a matchroom show. It's on... Um, uh, British Board of Control, you know, past he's mm-hmm. joking, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, that has to be a huge concern for fighters. And like, you, you're going to be fighting for a world title, and, and yeah. you know, maybe training God, like, I mean, putting you're training your whole life for this, probably. And then, uh, you've got him not even watching. I mean, it, how, how big a concern is it? It's it's massive, it's massive. You know, there's I mean, boxers have concerns about biases anyway, judges' biases towards you know a particular style or a particular fighter. And we, we don't know what those biases are in the first place, but then to have somebody who's not even watching, like that's that's it's despicable, it's absolutely despicable. Like these people have trained and they're essentially risking their life for, for the sport that they care about so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've done judging for, for, for kickboxing and things like that, and I never take my eyes off, off the fighters, mm-hmm. and I really do take it seriously. And, uh, you know, I think especially at that level, I think it's, it's just awful. You know, you've got the cameras there. How can you do that? It's just unbelievable. It's so unprofessional, and I do hope the boxing boards take it up with him because it's certainly not on is it at all no absolutely not and it's not a first offense by any means from him um well, he'll not be coming on this podcast anytime no, he, soon well if he was <laughs> i would have a few words <laughs> i'm gonna uh, i'm getting rachel ball on you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he lives too far away from me actually <laughs> Are you yeah. down in Tesco? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knocking his door and I go, are you? What have you been up to? Give me your phone. We're taking away your phone privileges. You could just text him because you know he'll be answered because he's on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> One of the things I was going to say to you, Rachel, because like you're saying there, you judged in kickboxing and stuff. And like Lee said, you know, you've you've basically been training your entire life. Um, what made you, because you're a world champion in kickboxing as well, but what made you yeah. want to do that transition in 2017 to uh, just regular boxing? Um, I mean, I've done a few, I think I've done three or four white collar boxing. And so, I mean, I've got my, my three world titles. So I was kind of toying with the idea of either going boxing or going to K1. And I'd had a few K1 fights. Um, and I, I enjoyed either of them to be honest I enjoyed both of the the challenges and the differences um but we just felt that there was more of a future in boxing and to be honest I don't think we could have anticipated how big women's boxing has has got now really well you know it's, it's still a long way off compared to our male counterparts but um you know certainly certainly exploded this year it's been 
been phenomenal, really. So I don't think we could have anticipated, but it was definitely the, the right move, to be honest. Um, and one of the, the main kind of sways was when we fought in Malta for a boxing fight and uh, Brian Rose was there. And he was like, yeah, you know, you should definitely you should definitely be fighting on these big stages and, and things like that. You've got, you've got talent. So that was kind of the main thing that made us go, right, yeah, we're going to do it. Very good, yeah. Because um, I, I would find that, like, um, a lot of girls tend to choose MMA as a career in terms of, like, because that's probably the best platform that you can actually make yourself a career out of. Uh, yeah. Women's equality and things like that, you know, because... If you, new sports. Yeah, but if you look at the UFC, you know, like a, a lot of them, uh, the female bo- or fighters are like just as famous. Like, do you remember like when Ronda Rousey was at her height? You know, yeah, she was a yeah. proper, oh, yeah. proper superstar. Because it's not yeah. run by like old white men in suits for yeah. hundreds of years without boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit easier to break up most. So you do find it's like a, like a lot of MMA fighters are actually former kickboxing champions like yourself or former yeah, boxers yeah. and things. But it is good that boxing finally starting to play catch up a little. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's well overdue. And to be honest, that I think some of the small hall promoters and you know, like BCB and Errol Johnson, they've been really, you know, doing as much as they can for for us, but for women really for a long time. He's had female fighters uh, before me. And he's you know, they've been doing as much as they can to promote us, but it's limiting when we've got to kind of fund the expenses with ticket sales. So it's limiting in that way. All it's really taken is for, to, for the big promoters to go, okay, we'll put the, the women on, on the cards, you know, let's do it, let's invest in them. And, you know, that, that's really all it's taken. And now you're seeing Matrium sign, you know, loads of loads of girls. It's it's phenomenal, really. This is what I was going to ask as well, Rachel. You know, you're, you're very seamlessly bringing me into the next topics here. <laughs> um, just because you were talking about, yeah, like you have to do your own funding and stuff and it's hard that way, getting ticket sales and things. And I mean, like, you're obviously really up and coming, but you're still in a full-time job. And I read that you went into a managerial role now. Um, so congrats. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but you know, that's another reason why I think, I'm not going to speak for her here, but like Shannon Courtney was probably maybe a bit like, it was embarrassing for her because her full-time job is just training um, boxing and focusing completely on the fight on the night. But you have to balance up with having a full-time job as well. And I mean, like you're a frontline worker, like, you're a care worker, you're working with elderly people with mental health problems and things, you know, is that, how long do you think, you know, you'll be still working in the home for, or is it, you know, whenever you're working, is it distracting in a way, or, you know, do you, do you feel like you have to prove something more because you are still, you know, in a full-time job as well? Um, no, I mean, for me, to be honest, like, you know, people say, well, how, how do you do it? And I say, well, I get up in the morning, I go to the gym, I come home because I work from I'm working from home now, and so I you know I can be able to have my breakfast. If I'm if I have to get up really early for my PCs, then I can even fit in a little sleep before I start work. And then after work, I go training again in my lunchtime. I have a walk, you know. And you know you, you don't see boxers training for seven and a half hours a day. You know they're, they're not tra- well. That might do, but it's, I'm not going to be anyway. Um, so you know it's I just I just fit it in. I just fit it in, and and for me. I, I don't know I, I don't like I wouldn't say I don't like taking risks but I like to have a salary coming in every month mm. I like to know where my money's coming in and you know my, my job has enabled me to have you know a, a pretty good lifestyle for a 29 year old you know but I'm not loaded at all but 
you know, I, I'm able to, I don't worry about money, which is, you know, a great thing really with, with everything going on with the economy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I like the fact that I've got a backup plan for me. You can't stay in boxing forever, can you? And um, I think it'll just keep me level-headed when I do want to retire. You know, some boxers, they fall into drink or drugs or whatever. And for me, I think it just keeps my, my head level, to be honest. And I'm always challenging myself. So that's why I do the boxing and I go on long runs and push myself in my career as well. So, yeah, it's just like, yeah, part of the, part of the thing is, is stability, being financially stable. Um, but I like to push myself in, in every aspect of life, really. Absolutely. And um, am I right in saying that a lot of the people that you work with didn't even know that you were a boxer? Yeah, that's it. Because I start, when, before this job that I, I uh, recently started, I started another job in January. And, um, and to be honest, people tend to find you more interesting once they know that you're a boxer. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, things like when you're dieting as well, people are constantly asking you, like, what you're eating. And they go, oh, is that all you're eating? Or, oh, I bet you're hungry. So <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to, like, just keep my head down, really, and just kind of have some kind of separation. But I didn't really envisage that I'd keep it on the low down for so long. But then it was like, well, how do I tell these people, you know? Um, but, you know, it, it's fine. But I do like I do like it when people, when they do find out, because then I can see their kind of true colours. Because if they suddenly find me a hell of a lot more interesting and want to talk to me more, then I know they're not kind of like a real person. You know, they didn't see the, the Rachel behind the boxer. You know, I want people to know me for me not just mm-hmm. you know, want to talk to me because I'm a boxer kind of thing as well yeah no definitely. no definitely I think it's really inspiring as well um you know for other people like that say oh I don't have the time but like to train or to do whatever because I'm working or whatever but like you know you're out there being like no well you definitely do because yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you just you just have to make time it's like Beck Connolly who fought last night she's in the territorial army she's got two businesses she's got four kids and she trains like anything's possible if, if you want it to happen you know as long as you're physically well you know you can you can push yourself as, as much as you can really it's just about making time and prioritizing and yeah there are sacrifices I mean the hardest part about being in camp really is the, the sacrificing with being away from your family friends and and things like that so that's probably the one area that does suffer because I am working during the daytime I can't just go and have a nip out and go and see someone or catch up with them that's probably one of the areas that that does suffer really through working full-time and boxing yeah do you think you'll continue to to work in your current job you know if you get this world title and you know other opportunities are raised do you think you'll take a step back from it and you know really fully embrace being a pro boxer as a full-time job or do you think you'll stay in this job you know as long as you can um I think if I'm honest I'll probably carry on working you know if, if something happens to me tomorrow I have a car crash or even if I pick up a shoulder injury something as daft as that and I'll, I'll be out for six months you know it's, it's things like as well obviously I'm a woman if, if I fall pregnant Eddie Hearn's not going to pay my maternity fees is he and my maternity <laughs> pay do you know what I mean so you know I've got it pretty cushy I'm with the local authority that will give me you know maternity pay and annual leave and if anything happened to me you know that you know you know so there's a lot of support there really it's it's, it's a very it's very much a safety net 
you know so it's yeah I, I think I probably will but you know I'm, I'm not particularly stressed out with it I'm, I manage things well I'm very resilient so yeah I don't think it has like a negative impact really but as I say it's just when you have to make sacrifices when spending time with friends and family really yeah and then going back to the the boxing and the big fight what is, I'm just gonna ask very simply what's your view on ebony bridges is that how you pronounce um, it Eb- yeah, yeah. ebony yeah yeah ebony. um so me and ebony we, we do get on really well um I, I didn't anticipate this fight happening to be to be quite honest I didn't even think about it as, a, as an option um I think perhaps because this is the I've got to take it at the lower weights as well which I didn't think I'd be fighting at um I, I didn't think it would happen with her being the other side of the world so you know when, when I got the phone call it was like it wasn't like would you like to fight Ebony Bridges it, it was you're gonna be fighting Ebony Bridges so I was like oh okay so <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit, it's, it's just crazy, really. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, she's she is going to be considerably shorter than me, but she's going to be strong as well. You can tell from the size of her, you know, she puts the time in with the strength work and that. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. What, uh, what do you know about her in terms of uh, as a fighter? Like, what can you expect? I think she's going to come forward and uh, try and take my head off, really, and try and take my <laughs> body out. I think that's that's what's going to try and happen. Um, yeah, I think she's going to try and put it on me, really. Uh-huh. She's an ex-bodybuilder as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So her, her strength work is on point, but that can slow people down as well. Of course. You know, since, you know being, having that kind of bodybuilding background that with those big heavy weights and not designed for those quick, quicker hand speeds. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see how she comes out on the 14th. Um, in terms of uh, personalities, I, I would nearly go as far as saying... And, and I don't know either of you personally, like, but uh, uh, it's, it's sort of like, it's two opposite stories, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, you sort of came from the abyss where no one had really heard too much about you. Uh, and you got this opportunity uh, on the big stage where you were judged completely on like your, your performance and your boxing up against the tough opponent. And, and, you, and you took that opportunity with both hands. But like, grafter. Yeah, grafting mm-hmm. it sort of through, uh, name, but Ebony would be like, uh, she's, she's very out there in, in terms of on, on Twitter and things like that, like, you know, um, she's playing the game she's playing it smart she's playing it like a business and I think a lot of people have like you know have come out and sort of trash talked her and said she, like this is a world <laughs> title shot and a lot of people are like she like she's only had four fights and mm-hmm. she, I don't really think they've been massive merit and you know people are like saying that she's not really deserving of it and she is just getting it because she's you know she's blonde and she would be like you know quite provocative you know with her wins and stuff and she would like tweet like provocative things like all her male fans and stuff so like I think a lot of people is that what you're sort of trying to say, Ali? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, she's really putting herself out there. Uh, um, I don't know. Do you agree? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know, I see, but I see where you're coming from. I hadn't really thought about it in the way that obviously, it's, yeah, I've come, I kind of come out of nowhere. But Ebony, people know Ebony yeah. before the kind of you know before they know her as a boxer, really, I suppose. But so I hadn't really thought about it like that. But I think, um, I think you know, you know what? When you've got a massive social media following and you're really putting yourself out there like that. You've got to kind of, you know, meet people's expectations when you're out there so much and you're saying so much and you've got to kind of stick to your word about what you're going to do if you're given an opportunity. And, you know, fair play to her. She hasn't turned down the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know she she did desperately want to get onto the UK shows on the big platform. So, yeah, she's, she's where she wants to be, really. So, you know, good on her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it worked. It was, yeah, it did work. It did She's work. getting serious, like slobbering done at her. You know, people 
saying she doesn't deserve it and things, but she's yeah, still there. She's, she's still there. She's still doing it. She'll have her opportunity, and then um, yeah. But uh, of course, we're team Rachel Ball. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, one, it's one of the reasons why we had this podcast is so that we could just be biased and say what we yeah, like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're, we're, we're journalists for different media organizations uh, outside of the podcast. So we have this so we can just say what we finally think. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Kerry O'Connor is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the other thing, Rachel, because Terry Harper, not Terry O'Connor, Terry yes. Harper, uh, Terry we do like, she's yeah. also um, fighting on the card the night you're fighting. And yes. you know, I sort of realize you're your one loss has been to Katarina Sanders, which is her opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been asked how how I think this fight is going to go. And I, I honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, you know, Terry, like me, she's a, quite a tall fighter. So she, she's good at working her range. And she's very, very powerful. I don't, I don't know that from my experience, but I know from, from watching her and, and hearing th- good things about her. So, you know, she's going to be very tough. But Sanders is more kind of, she'll try and get into you. She'll go quite low and things like that. So it's going to be a fantastic fight. After I fought Sanders, I, I thought, oh, yeah, you know what? It's Terry Harper versus Sanders would be a really good fight. And I'm really glad it's happening. And uh, I'm hoping to get my interviews out of the way so I can sit and watch it, you know, as soon as my fight's done, really. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And so, Rachel, what is, you know, what's your long-term sort of plan in in the world of boxing? What does the future look like for Rachel Ball? Oh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, if you asked me six months ago, I probably already gave you a very different story, wouldn't I? So uh, who knows? But I think I'll just keep taking it as it comes, keep training. And even when life gets crazy and there's all this fight talk, I think, okay, look, it's fine. We'll just go to the gym and we'll just keep training. So I just keep it simple, just keep training, see what comes and hopefully win a load more fights and some some lovely belts. That, that's all That's all I want. I, I don't know where it's going to get me or how far I'm going to go, but I'll certainly keep trying, that's for sure. Yeah. And I was I also correct in reading that you're co-trained by your fiancé? So my, my what? So oh, so one of my coach, yeah, part of the coaching team is um, my fiance, yeah. Um, but I must admit, we we tend to have a bit of a separation when I'm in full fight camp, um, mm-hmm. just because it just makes life easier when you've got to come home. Um, so I'm not always the best company when I'm dieting, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> My, uh, my main coach, Gav, um, so he's the one who's in my corner. He's my, my, my coach and a very, very good friend of mine. Um, and then Todd, my fiancé, he he really stepped up in lockdown to to help me really with my pad work when there was no one else to, to pad me and I didn't have a bag at home. So he was fantastic really, yeah. Uh, does, what's his background in boxing? Is he Was he a former fighter himself? Uh, yeah, he's he does, he's done quite a few things. He's done MMA, boxing, Thai. He's done he's done loads of things, um, but he he's done more of the coaching side to be honest. He has fought and he, he's done really well, um, but it wasn't like on a pro platform uh-huh. um, or anything. But he's a very very meticulous fighter and very you can know, soon catch you out. He's really awkward and he's a southpaw as well. So yeah, I've, I did spar him during lockdown and it's one of those ones like yeah he might love me but he loves me enough to uh to pop my nose open that's for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. that's what I was gonna ask because I was like did you ever want to like 
kill him in lockdown whenever he was like helping you train and stuff because I know I've wanted to kill Lee a few times and we sport <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the reasons why he doesn't get involved in my full fight camp because I, do, I get really snappy when I'm at the gym like <laughs> it's I, think, I don't think people can believe because like I am outside the gym I'm quite a nice person very smiley and friendly but when I'm in the gym I'm so impatient to myself and I'll end up taking that out on other people so yeah it's good to have that separation for us to be honest have people have you been recognized much out and about you know in your home well I know what people in your hometown would know who you are anyway but you know as a boxer have you been have you found that you've been recognized much since the Shannon fight um, not that much, to be fair. I mean, I don't think it helps that whenever you got to go into a shop, you got to wear a mask all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, like, your face is covered up. Um, but yeah, only only a few times, but um, not too much really. But everyone seems to have, you know, um, responded quite quite well to me, which is really lovely. No, absolutely. And anyone listening to this, if you see Rachel Ball out there, ask her for a selfie because she becomes world champion. Yeah. You know, you wanna you wanna have that in the locker. You wanna say, get in there early. Yeah, exactly. You wanna be able to say, Oh Rachel, I knew about her ages ago. <laughs> you didn't know who Rachel was. <laughs> Do you wanna play some games with us, Rachel? Yeah, sure. What what have you got in mind? Got a few got a few quick fire rounds to, to end so we end all our podcast episodes. Lee, I'll let you go first. Yeah, cool. So I just got like a, a quick fire round. So you just empty that brain of yours and say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> um oh well this is sort of a weird one, but if you weren't a boxer, what would you do? <laughs> uh running. Best opponent you shared a ring with, whether that's sparring, fighting. Amateur or whatever. Amateur, yeah. Uh, Katharina Thunders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, favorite sport other than boxing? Oh. Oh, uh, probably running. Yeah. Pound for pound, best in the world right now is. Oh gosh, now you're asking <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Can I pass? Yeah, There's too many to choose from. <laughs> Everyone was saying Llama, and then Llama got beat last night, so I reckon. Yeah. 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 No, no, I don't know, to be fair, because I always said Llama. Yeah, same. <laughs> I suppose in theory, I mean, if I thought Llama, but who yeah. knows. Um, Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? Um, Muhammad Ali. Your favourite fighter to watch is... I love watching our, our homeboy Kane Baker and I do. It makes me really happy when I see him on the TV. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> yeah. He's so lovely. If you can change one thing about boxing, what would it be? Women's pie. Definitely. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to a 21-year-old Rachel Ball? Oh, I'd say just keep training. Don't ever stop um, and get your weight down. <laughs> yeah. uh, Desert Island, uh, you can only watch one fight again for the rest of your life. What fight is it? Oh, Jason Wellborn, Tommy Langford, which is yeah. at Walsertown Hall. It was brilliant. Awesome. Um, and then the very last uh, question is, so you've done everything you wanted to do in boxing. You've retired. People are very interested in your story because you're on huge podcasts like this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you've released an autobiography. 
what is the title of that autobiography? Oh, my beauty called Just Rachel from Warsaw. <laughs> That's what Aww. I keep referring to myself as. I'm like, oh no, I'm Just Rachel from Warsaw. <laughs> <laughs> just Rachel. <laughs> That's yeah. quite nice. And a lovely accent. Isn't it? God, there's so many to play with in terms of that title. It could be like the carer who hurts people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things too, Lee just sort of sparked that in my, my memory there, but like, what's your view on the two minute round? Because you said like, what would you change about women's boxing and stuff? What's your view on the two minute rounds, Rachel? Like, would you personally like to see them, you know, because there's a big argument for putting them up to three minutes or are you not really bothered? Um, so see, for me, two minute rounds, I like the pace, I like the explosiveness and I think it's good for, for, for boxing really in terms of putting us out there and getting people more engaged with women's boxing. Um, to be honest, in terms of practically, I think Gerald yeah, would be able to do the rounds. But, you know, every time I take off, off my eight ounce gloves after a fight, my hands are just that battered and bruised. And I don't know whether it's because I'm just quite bony or maybe it's because I don't have as much muscle around my hands. You know, I think I don't think I could fight more than twice a year if I had like a, a three minute, 10 rounder. I think I'd really, really struggle with that, to be honest with you. But, you know, maybe that's just me and my weird hands, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, you're grand. Uh, so my game is, I always explain this really badly. Like, yeah, I'm always do. like, go oh, your space. <laughs> no, because no, it's you so that I'm, I'm going to name body parts, parts of the anatomy, like, and you have to say which boxer you would like that body part of. So say if I... <laughs> sounds so creepy that I say it's how <laughs> So if I were to say you can have the chin of any boxer, whose chin would you want? Chin, yeah, so just like punch. Oh, huge strong chin. Who's got a strong chin? Oh, Tyson Fury, you know, yeah, he fell down, but he got back up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Good, good. If you could Mm. have the heart of any boxer, uh, Dave Allen, I've always admired his heart. Yeah, love Dave Allen. I'd love to get him on this podcast. Have a word with him, (laughs) (laughs) um, stamina. Stamina, Katie Taylor. Mm-hmm. Right hand power. Mm, I'd say Zach Parker. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. left hand power. Left hand power. Mm, let me think. Chantal Cameron, she's a beast. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. That one. And get her on here too <laughs> yeah definitely um footwork footwork i'd probably go for tyson again you know yeah like to be fair like do you ever see his toes like for the like the height and the weight of him like yeah, he, he's on his toes. phenomenal imagine like how quick if he was like my size how quick he like even quicker would be oh my god i know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um boxing aq Boxing IQ, Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And hand speed. Hand speed. Lomachenko. Yeah. Oh, Lomachenko. Mm. Well, that's, and then you combine all them together and you make Rachel Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I can try anyway. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for coming on with us today Um, on a Sunday. And I know you've been training and all the rest, but we really, really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. She's like, honestly, one of the... My mum's going to love her. My mum's going to love her. Your mum is going to love her. She, um, she's one of the loveliest guests we've ever had on. I just love that accent too. Yeah. 
just I know I'm going to try to do it I was okay, going to be like just God. raise your phone so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a friend the woman I, I, yet yeah she'll never want to come back on we finally made a friend <laughs> <laughs> finally have a friend thank you so much guys for listening this week really hope you enjoyed in fact we know you'll have enjoyed that interview with Rachel and we'll be rooting for her no harm Ebony on November 14th yes absolutely so tune in and remember to uh, subscribe to our podcast please leave a review really helps us with the ratings when you leave a review on like the likes of Apple Podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff yeah and follow us on all our socials on Twitter and Instagram at his and her boxing at his and her his boxing. and her oh, yes we couldn't fit in the S yeah <laughs> and tell everyone else to follow us too uh, thank you again to our lovely sponsors Stamina Sports at stamina.sports and we will see you all next week bye <laughs>